welcome back to Le Carrington, the Manchester United women's podcast solely focused on following the Red Devils up north. It's your host, Minna, and Manchester United walk away from the capital with three points and it's back onto the M6 for Mark Skinner and his Reds as they put four past Spurs with four different goal scorers for their last away game of the calendar year now so much happened during that game especially in the second half and there were some impressive performances we're going to break down and talk about the performances throughout the game we got some exclusive comments from mark skinner after the game i absolutely freezed my feet off but it was so great to be at another match day i spoke to mark skinner after the game and i got some questions in so we're going to hear the audio of that and what mark skinner had to say and obviously dissect the game today you guys know what it is i'm always here to cover the manchester united women's team especially especially a big away day now coming into the game a lot of people probably didn't anticipate that manchester united would actually roll over spurs the way they did in the second half now in the first half i think it was much more of a difficult watch tottenham hotspurs credit to them they were set up very well um very professional very neatly in the first half it was quite difficult for manchester united to break them down of course manchester united went in at half time one nil up now i don't know if, if the goal belonged to melvin mallard or the goal belonged belonged to hannah uh, blundell but a goal's a goal and that's all that matters i think in the end it went to hannah blundell uh, but obviously Narveen Mallard went and got a goal later on in the game. Now, starting with actually the lineups, Manchester United lined up in their usual 4 3 3, but obviously with some different players involved this time. Mark Skinner went for some different people in the lineup, one or two. In goal, of course, the most loved Mary Earps. Now, I was pitch side after the game when Mary Earps came over to the fans. She gave her shirt uh, to someone in the crowd who she had accidentally hit a ball on. Um, during the warm-up so she came back remembered who they were and gave them a shirt then went around and signed about 50 shirts gloves papers you name it took took pictures everything it was such a wonderful sight to see she's always got time for the fans um i love that mary earps in goal of course jade riviere on on the right hand side with maya letitiae and millie turner in the center back pairing and then hannah blundell at left back now Hayley Ladd came back into the lineup alongside Katie Zellerman. And I'm going to talk about Hayley Ladd in a lot more detail because for me, she was the player of the game. Of course, Sky gave the player of the game to Ella Toon, which she had a good performance too. But for me, I think it was all Hayley Ladd destruction in that midfield, simply put. Um, but Nikita Paris on the right-hand side, rewarded rewarded by Mark Skinner for her goal-scoring form. She got a start today. Ella Toon, Leah Golton and Melvin Mallard in the number nine. Now, I've mentioned it a few times on the podcast. I've mentioned it on social media. If you follow me, you can at Minna Football on all platforms. But I mentioned that I always felt like Melvin Mallard was better off up top. And today it seemed like maybe Mark Skinner has been listening to the podcast because he put her up top. She got a goal and an assist. And even with that first goal, she had a bit of involvement in it. So today she was playing in the number nine. Uh, Manchester United obviously dropped JC to the bench, as well as Gemma Evans on the bench, Lisa Nolson, Lucia Garcia, Rachel Williams, uh, Middleton Patel and Tullis Joyce as well. Can I just say, before I go into actually breaking down the game, I watched the warm-ups of the goalkeepers um, quite extensively. It was actually quite quite a pleasure to watch. And obviously, they go through a bunch of drills, um, saving, um, passing the ball, etc. Tullis Joyce's wingspan 
is out of it's 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 way bigger way longer than what i definitely thought it was and she's quite tall i'm i'm a tall person guys she's taller than me maybe i could have been a goalkeeper but i'm really excited to see obviously how her career at manchester united kind of kicks off but that's what united lined up with um and you're gonna hear it when i spoke to mark skinner later on in the podcast um Spurs lined up with a back four and it seemed like United were able to break that down a lot more comfortably uh, than they have when they've been coming up against, you know, a back five. And today, a lot of pressure was put on the back line. A lot of pressure was put on the goalkeeper every time they went back. And Manchester United, especially in the second half, was pressing quite a lot. Now, coming into the game, Manchester United were fourth after the game. They are still fourth, but the gap between City and Arsenal and Chelsea is a lot more smaller now. Currently, Chelsea sit top of the table, joint first with Arsenal, of course, their first. Chelsea are first on goal difference, followed by Arsenal, who thrashed them 4-1 earlier today. Manchester City are only one point clear in third place, um, followed by Manchester United in fourth place. So Man United are still keeping up and around that top three, which is absolutely essential. I feel like as the season goes on, it's just going to get more and more tense and dropping points is going to be probably the biggest howler that any club could possibly do especially Manchester United now Manchester United have drawn quite a few games this season um, but so it's important that they pick up the points away from home in particular now coming into this game Manchester United I would in my opinion would have been the humble favourites but Spurs are not exactly a, a lower table team in comparison to last season they're, they're they're in sixth right now just behind Liverpool and Manchester United and the other top three and they're keeping around that fifth sixth spot um, so coming into the game Beth England was starting and of course Martha Thomas ex-Manchester United player neither of them finding the score sheet today one thing I was absolutely, I would say, impressed by was Manchester United's energy in the second half. I don't know what kicked in in the second half. Obviously, Man United went up 1-0 in the first half um, from a play on the left-hand side. Hannah Blundell, I don't know if it was a shot or a cross, but it just found the back of the net. I thought Melvi, from where I was sitting, I thought Melvi Mallard got onto the end of it uh, until the, the, the announcer said it was a Hannah Blundell goal and I went online and saw that every media outlet was trying to speculate who the goal belonged to so essentially I didn't know who to say whose goal it was but either way it's a goal and to be honest in the first half that was pretty much the highlight of that Uh, Manchester United had to kind of be sharp on the ball because Spurs were pressing Spurs were trying to get the ball Spurs came out with energy in the first half and Manchester United's energy wasn't that great but I'm saying that by going into the second half, Manchester United just switched up the tempo completely. Um, Pressing led by Hayley Ladd for me and of course um, by Melvin Mallard. Melvin Mallard, obviously, honorary mention for her. She got her goal, she got her assist, could have had two goals. Um, But the way that she set up Ella Toon for, for the second goal was absolutely phenomenal. A ball came in over the top to her. All she did, I saw it, it happened right in front of me. All she did was take a look to see where her her player is making the run. She brought the ball down, chested it, turned, played a ball over 
Ella too, nice little touch and a dink over Spencer. Spencer could not get that. And I'm so happy for Ella Toon because if you guys listen to the podcast, you guys know how happy I am for her. Just not only to find form, but also to just play so confidently. And even today, she was getting involved in everything. She was putting a foot in, linking up well. And that's what you want to see your player doing, especially when they're playing in, with confidence, when they're playing like they want to play. She came off, um, Mark Skinner obviously made some changes late into the second half and she was one of them but she could have easily kept on going for another 20 minutes I think that's I, I, I want to say that seven goals and two assists in all competitions I could be wrong I could be wrong I'm going to double check it of course but Ella Toon for me is looking um on form absolutely killing it right now and you need a player that's just going to play confident um, especially in the last 12 months that she's had um, she's shown some character to come back from you know the difficulty the difficult season in my opinion that she had last year um, and of course you know we like we know that Ella Toon likes a little dink we know that Ella Toon likes a little lob but for me Hayley Ladd player of the match of course like I said it went to Ella Toon um, but for me Hayley Ladd was the most important person in that game breaking down everything she was there was not any if if there was a bunch of houses that needed to be broken down she would break them down that's the only way that I could put it and some of the goals some of the opportunities came as a result of her direct pressing trying to win the ball back and just find that killer pass uh, into the forward line and she'd done it time and time again and obviously I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys I'm gonna show you lot I'm not show you guys I'm gonna play the audio for you guys about what Mark Skinner said when I did ask him about Hayley Ladd but I do think that her playing and being that destroyer, the ladinator, as a lot of people like to call her, by just being in that role, it takes a big defensive weight off of Katie Zellum's shoulders. And Katie Zellum was getting involved with Jade Riviere on the right-hand side. There was times later in the second half when substitutions were made. And obviously, uh, JC came on with uh, Williams came on, uh, Lucia Garcia came on. JC likes to come a bit central. And Katie Zellum was just slotting into that right-hand side. Had a chance to, to, to find someone for an assist late, late into the second half. But it gives her less of a defensive role. And I think having that partner in Hayley Ladd, and I've always said it, Hayley Ladd takes that responsibility of the defensive side of the game and it just allows Katie Zellum to be more creative and that's what Manchester United need everybody always talks about Manchester United needing a six they have one she just needs to play more and the more she plays the more she's utilized trust me the more Manchester United will benefit of that out of possession and even in possession because she got a goal today you know Hayley Ladd only does bangers she only does screamers she only does good quality goals and just a little correction on that Ella Toon stat. It's actually seven assists, not seven goals. I don't know where the hell I got that from, but it's seven assists um, and th- two goals. One thing I will say from today's game, and I apologise if my voice has changed a little bit, guys. I've got a sore throat. I've been out in the cold, uh, rushing home, recording the podcast, etc. and trying to put it out in time for everyone to listen to it whilst the happiness and the memories are still fresh. But one thing I realised, Manchester United's fans are always the best wherever I go. I don't know if I'm being biased and I hope I'm actually not. But honestly, when Manchester United were shooting in the other direction, it was 1-0. It was very static. You know, the the attack wasn't really flowing, didn't really create any clear-cut opportunities. Um, Difficult in terms of 
struggling with Spurs' press or the press that they were trying to do, trying to ensure that they don't get dispossessed, not really doing much with the ball despite the fact having it. As soon as the second half came and they were shooting towards the fans, it was suddenly as if they wanted to give a show for them. And I even asked Mark Skin about it after the game and obviously he had a bit to say, which you guys will hear about it, but it makes me realise how big of a difference fans make in a game and especially you know I see it in the players faces they appreciate it especially post-match some of them coming round to you know say hi to the fans and some they know personally giving them a hug taking pictures signing shirts especially the younger kids you know that's the next generation of potentially Manchester United players there um, in the crowd and I and I really like to see it because those fans Manchester United away fans did not shut up for 90 something minutes they were standing they were singing in the absolute cold it was windy um it was really really cold but they were singing their hearts out for 90 plus minutes non-stop and I think it's things like that that make fans and make the players kind of look at that and think well you know we're doing the difficult work by running around but if them fans can stand on their feet and sing non-stop we can give them at least something to sing about that's the least that we can do and in the second half United really showed that four different goal scorers in the game uh Hayley Ladd got a great goal of course Melvin Mallard great goal just a touch finish with the left foot Mark Skinner had a lot of praise for her and also Ella Toon and like I said Hannah Blundell's goal that eventually was given to her now who I'm so impressed with and I guess seeing her in the flesh again just makes me realize how much of a great player she is and how great she will actually become is Jade Riviere I know so many people myself included I miss Hannah uh, I miss on a on a um and of course there's only one on a but for me Jade Riviere is a phenomenal player she puts a foot into everything even if she's going to get flung even if she's going to end up in a shoulder battle with another player and she might get out barged there was a moment that I saw uh, in the first half on the right hand side where she was barged off the ball she did enough to win the free kick and Mary Earps came running to her high five straight away it's like is you can see even the players appreciate it she gives a hundred percent and wow she is so fast honestly guys she is so speedy I guess seeing it in real life makes me realize how fast she is puts a great ball into the box links up well could have had a penalty today I think should have had a penalty would have honestly um I don't know what the referee was looking at when she did not give that she ended up giving a goal kick it happened right in front of me I thought it was a penalty 100% she got brought down on the white marker of the box but of course the ref didn't give it either way Manchester United walked away with the three points but I really think as the games go on the more playing time she gets she's really really growing into it and that's what we love to see a young player being nurtured and it makes me wonder is this something similar for Mary Earps's situation now obviously Mary Earps is out of contract uh, this summer no 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 real news out there that that she might extend or she won't extend so everybody's just holding their breath but obviously Manchester United have brought in a goalkeeper in the summer as well in the form of Fallon Tullis Joyce who was getting her warm-ups in today has played in all of the cup games so far I guess she's going to be the cup goalkeeper for the manager it could be another situation like that and that is honestly what you just call good planning for for the club you know on a batier last year she left on a free but they had jade riviere to kind of learn from her and maybe that could be the same thing happening with fallon tullis joyce and mary earps but one thing i will say is guys just be patient we will hear news regarding mary earps's situation in due time let them focus on the season and just giving everything uh throughout this uh campaign now on the topic of uh, super subs 
you know Mark Skinner loves a nice little super sub, even when it's not needed like in today's game, but it was nice to see the players getting rest. Rachel Williams came on, Lucia Garcia came on, Lisa Nolson came on, uh, JC came on and also Gemma Evans came on. So Mark Skinner actually used all five of his substitutions in the game and honestly, at that point the game was done. 4-0 up, I respect it and it do what you have to do, especially with a midweek game as well in the cup again, followed by a game against Liverpool next weekend. Now I know I know a lot of you guys probably follow the men's team as well and the men will be playing Liverpool on the same day. It's literally a Manchester United versus Liverpool day. The women play early in the day, followed by the men later on in the afternoon. I know who I'm putting my bets on. If I was to bet, and I don't, but if I was, I know who I would be putting my bet on for who would walk away with the free points will probably be the women's team but Liverpool I will say in terms of that fixture next weekend it's not going to be an easy one Liverpool are physical they are technically good and they've really improved uh, from last season uh, and this season they've really improved they're behind Manchester United by three I think points yeah they're, they're behind Manchester United by three points so a win for them could put them level on points now obviously Manchester United can score goals it's no secret that Manchester United can score goals, but also the teams in the top four can also score goals. So if there's any opportunities this season in terms of getting into the top three on a tie level of points, goal difference will come into it. Goal difference will come into it. And right now, Chelsea have the best goal difference with 18, followed by Man City with 16 and Arsenal and Manchester United both have 15. So United need to see games that, you know, Against the lower side uh, tables, uh, the lower side team, sorry, in the table, Manchester United need to be putting in goals and keeping clean sheets for the sake of goal difference. Absolutely. That, that is what I feel like is the most important thing. Now, one thing I really appreciated today and I realised I actually have not even spoken about it is Maya Letizia. Maya Letizia. I don't know, firstly, how she... Or, or or Millie Turner are not involved in the England team just yet. I Honestly, I don't understand it. But today for me, Maya Letizia, absolutely rock solid. She absolutely bossed the back line, had a big block in the first half that kept a clean sheet and allowed United to kind of grow into the game. And she's just played so comf- comf- comfortably, confidently and just eloquently, you know? That's the, that's the only way I can... I really enjoy watching her play and leading that back line. I think... I think she's 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 a captain. I think she's a captain in 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 her demeanor, in her personality, in her character on the pitch. She is an absolute leader, and you know what? I would not be surprised in due course if I see her wearing that armband for Manchester United. Uh, you know what? Don't don't write it off. One thing I'll say is don't write it off now. Let's hear what Mark Skinner had to say after the game. I asked him some questions. We spoke about Melvin Mallard. We spoke about Hayley Ladd. We spoke about the away fans. And we just spoke about the importance of this game. So let's see what Mark Skinner had to say post-match press conference after the 4-0 victory against Tottenham Hotspurs. Mark, we spoke about the goal scorers. Obviously, I saw you applauding Melvin Mallard shortly after the second goal. She was yeah. leading the press. You got up out of your seat to yeah. start applauding her. How great was her performance today? Not only to get a goal and assist, but do you think you're playing to her strengths when you play her in the nine? Yeah, maybe, maybe. I think there's still room for us to rotate those forward lines because otherwise the, the play you're playing against is too used to you if they're having success against you you move them and all of a sudden they've got to change the way they've been defending 
So I do think it does. Um, Mal took her goal wonderfully well tonight. Like the cuts, 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 and then left foot finish. Like she, she just has both feet, that strength and that quality. She's passed it in from the edge of the penalty area. That's a hard skill to do. But I think if you saw me, I clapped a lot of our intent to press tonight. Our intent to set, because that's your controllables. The quality comes from your intent to press. And I think we'll continue to see the best regardless of the position of Malvine because she's starting to now fit into what and feel who we are. She's only had nine games in the league. She's starting to get used to us. You spoke about the press, obviously. I think Hayley Ladd did quite phenomenally, especially for some of the goals that you guys actually created. How important was she to be the rock of the midfield and just allow Katie Zellum to get more involved on the ball rather than doing the hard work? Yeah, no, no. And I think it's important. I think, you know, we've... We've played a lot of fives this year, back fives, and and when you got back five versus a front three, they have an overload, so it's hard for you to get through, and you're pulling them out into a space, they just drop into deep block and defend it. Tonight I played against a four, so we could adapt, and having Haley in there is stability, less counter-attacks. And so that that's where our control come from, and it built us into the game, and she's a really important... I mean, look, she gets a goal tonight, which is fantastic, but I thought her stamp-out play was very, very good. Another late game uh, down south for, for the away fans. Um, I realise every season, or every game, sorry, that when you are shooting towards the fans, you play a bit better. Do you, do you agree? <laughs> are you surprised? How, how important are the fans? Oh, Is my God, you were stood right next <laughs> yeah, to them. Yeah, they were loud. They um, were loud. You've just filled that whole end. I've watched many games here, and I've never seen that end full. And for me, that shows you the power of Manchester United fans. And it sucks the ball in almost, right? And I think, well, you've seen three second half, because they, and it could have been more, they've sucked the ball into the net almost with the power that they have. I, they're unbelievable. I, I cannot say anything more highly of them than, than I, when I look at that. It's, a, it's an amazing part. I see the 4-0 scoreline, I see it on a scoreboard, but when I watch them fans fill that end, oh, they're the most important, they're huge. No, thank you. Thank you for answering You're the question. You're one of them. So <laughs> of <you>. course. <laughs> Thanks. Obviously, Mark Skinner had some praise for Melvin Mallard. He had praise for Hayley Ladd. Of course, the entire squad and the away fans. But it really makes me wonder, where does he see best fit for Melvin Mallard? Because I, you guys know where I stand. And I think a lot of people share similar sentiment in terms of playing her in the number nine role. When she has played with JC, she has played out on the right and JC has played through the middle. And I'm not too sure why that is today. They didn't play at the same time. So I didn't have the opportunity to ask Mark Skinner regarding that. But I do think based on the answers he did give to me today, he's really realising or maybe thinking, you know what, I might get the best out of Melvin playing in the number nine now she's only here on loan but United have the option to buy her on a permanent deal especially with the need for goals because you know this is not the first time she's scored in the WSL she's getting involved in goal scoring and a lot of the time she has scored goals this season it has come from that number nine spot let me know guys your thoughts about Melvin Mallard where do you see her best fit for Manchester United do you see her best in the nine do you see her best out on the wings or do you see her just floating around the front free line let me know what you thought about Hayley Ladd's performance Ella Toon Jade Riviere Maya Letizia Mary Earps Mary Earps wasn't tested that much a lot of the shots at her today was straight into her hands and she picked that up quite comfortably especially coming back from the Lioness's uh, performance, uh, I think it was like a week ago, when she accidentally, I guess, put it in the back of the net with a, with just, she did it Anana, guys. She did it Andre Anana. That's the only way I can put it, if you guys remember, for her trip with England against the Netherlands at Wembley Stadium. But 
Let me know what you guys thought about the Manchester United fixture against Tottenham Hotspurs. Are you happy with the three points? Well, of course you are. But are you happy with the performance? Are you happy with the goals? Hannah Blundell, 150 WSL performances, appearances, you whatever you call it. And she finally got her first goal of the WSL campaign this season. As well as Ella Toon, Melvin Mallard and Hayley Ladd all on the score sheet for Manchester United fantastic four that's what i like to call it and you know what this is also the fourth episode of the carrington so it's very fitting that that is the name of the title and that's the number of goals that manchester united scored you can follow me on all platforms at minna football where you can find a lot of my manchester united content and let me know your thoughts i always would like to hear your thoughts regarding the podcast as well as manchester united's performance are you happy with the way that they've played do you think that they need to focus for 90 minutes rather than playing good in a second half and not good enough in the first half and what do you think about the midweek Conti Cup game as well as that fixture against Liverpool next week let me know your thoughts as always guys this is the Carrington podcast the Manchester United women's podcast solely focused on covering the Red Devils up north and I'm your host Minna you can find an episode here on all streaming platforms Every week, every match day, we're bringing the content. You guys know what it is. Until next week, it's your girl, Minna. Peace.